Techno Thursday on the Drive Time Experience. Yes, indeed. Techno Thursdays with our tech blogger, Dave Greenway. Hi there, Dave. Welcome. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, uh, Dave, and I'm sure even greater uh, news for commuters uh, in uh, SA as Uber starts uh, accepting cash payments from some users in certain South African cities today. Yeah, so I actually got the message this morning um, that I could uh, pay for Uber with cash. Um, probably not going to migrate away from uh, paying with my credit card because I enjoy earning all of the strange little, uh, you know, rewards programs that mm-hmm. all the credit cards have. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it could help with uh, growing the user base. I mean, um, Uber has said that it, it helped them in Nigeria, Egypt, and Kenya where they've already rolled out uh, cash payments. Um, and I have actually addressed the uh, safety issue with uh, the GM of Uber in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, basically talking about, you know, now that these Ubers are going to be carrying cash, obviously it becomes a bit more of a safety issue for the drivers. True. And um, their uh, response to that was that the drivers can actually deposit cash 24 hours a day at FNB ATMs. So it just becomes a, an issue of managing the drivers and making sure that they, uh, they actually deposit cash and it should mitigate the risk quite well. Mm, still a bit of a risk, though, but uh, ease of use for, for commuters, as I said. And uh, Google's uh, plan to eliminate uh, the need to remember passwords, also a, a cool story. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that most people absolutely hate. And it's, it's a problem in the tech industry in general because it means that people land up using the same username and password for multiple services so that when one service get, uh, gets hacked, um, all, of your, uh, all of your services. So if uh, you use the same password for Gmail and Facebook, for instance, and mm. Gmail happened to get hacked, then your Facebook would also be vulnerable because people would have access to that. Um, so you, you should be using different passwords, but it's, all, it's not always easy to be able to remember all of them. Mm-hmm. So what Google is going to start doing is using um, a whole bunch of different signals that come from your smartphone. So it'll be the typing pattern, how you type words on your, your smartphone's keyboard, how you walk, um, your current location, so whether you're at home or work, so somewhere that you know is a, a trusted location. And basically what it does is it builds this thing called a trust score. Yeah. Um, so depending on how many of these factors are in place and authenticated, it, it gives a trust score. And then depending on how much of a trust score that application needs, so you know, logging into your Gmail may be like a 6 out of 10, but logging into your internet banking would be a 9 or a 10 out of 10. So you'd have to still enter a password for your internet banking, but for your Gmail, you'd just be able to log in straight away because the phone knows you're in the correct place. It's you because you typed in your um, the Gmail um, app. You typed in something that was the same typing that you normally use, the same cadence, the same key presses, and it'll basically start to slowly eliminate the passwords that you need to remember by understanding that it's definitely you using the phone mm-hmm. instead of someone else. Oh, that's uh, cool news. One less thing to remember. Uh, let's stay with Google, shall we? I see uh, the error modular phone should be in consumers' hands by next year. Yeah, so um, if you haven't seen uh, Project Aura, um, then the first thing you have to do is go onto YouTube um, and find it. It's called Project Aura, that's A-R-A. Basically what it is, it's a a chassis. So you've got this, um, basically uh, the shell of a phone that you can clip different modules into. So say you're going out and you're going to go to the game reserve and you want to have a better camera with you, you'd clip your standard regular day-to-day camera out and you'd put in a bigger camera lens on the back and the phone would recognize that and start taking pictures with the better camera. Um, if you needed uh, better speakers because you were going you know, to do a presentation and you wanted to use your phone as like a little uh, like 
high fire type thing to be able to uh, use them as laptop speakers. You'd be able to put it on there. You'd be able to clip in a new battery. Um, if your screen broke, you'd clip off the screen and clip on a new screen. Um, it's basically, it, it's never going to be as pretty as a bespoke design smartphone. So something like Apple or Samsung would make where all the parts are soldered and glued together and it's one bespoke thing. But it's going to be the thing that geeks and hackers are going to gravitate to um, as, as early as it's released. So we're going to get a developer preview before the end of the year and a consumer version of it next year. And I can tell you now, I'm already in the line to buy one of these. Mm, there you go. No surprises there, uh, Dave. Uh, but it seems it, it turns out to be Google Day today. They have built a tiny radar system into a smartwatch so you can control it without touching it. When does it stop? Oh, it's, it's, so there's this division of Google called ATAP. It's the Advanced Technologies and Projects Division. And it's basically a whole bunch of people from uh, the U.S. Army's DARPA um, research labs that have gone on to go and join um, Google in heading up these crazy research projects. Um, Aura is one of the things that came out of there. Uh, Project Soli, which is a small little tiny radar chip that they're fitting, they fitted one into an LG smartwatch and into a JBL speaker. And um, with the speaker, basically, as soon as your hand comes close to it, it can detect that your hand is nearby. And if you click your fingers, it can detect the motion your fingers are making. So you click your fingers, and it starts playing the music. And uh, you take your hand away, and you can go and do whatever you want. And if you need to pause the music, just put your hand close to it again and click. So if you imagine that you're cooking or uh, doing something where your hands are dirty, but you still want to turn on and off your music, you'd still be able to do that. And um, even cooler is that they put it into this little smartwatch. So... um, you see uh, there's a guy who's busy controlling the smartwatch, and what he's doing is imagine turning a knob with your hands in midair. So you're basically adjusting a dial, and as you're turning that invisible dial, it's busy scrolling through and rotating through a menu because it's detecting what your fingers are doing. Hmm. So this is going to be the next phase. I mean, a smartwatch has a very small display on it, and every time you're touching it, you're covering probably about half of the display with your fingers. With this technology, you'd be able to rotate and go through menus without ever actually covering it up. So you'd have more usable surface area on your smartwatch, hmm. which is just Google being their fantastic problem-solving selves. Yep, technology moving in lightning speed. All in a day, hey? All of those things uh, happening in a day. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Dave. We'll chat again next uh, Techno Thursday. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. All right, Dave Greenway, our tech blogger on the Drive Time Experience.